0: You are listening to Fellowship Around the Table.
1: All right, thank you for joining us again with Fellowship Around the Table. This week, again, at the table, I have Rick Griffith, and we are talking about Paul and his missionary journeys in the book of Acts.
0: One of the times in my Christian life, I look back. when I grew the most is when I started really digging into the letters of Paul and putting them back in the context of the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. That was eye-opening, and it was probably some of the funnest detailed research I've I've ever done. Ah,
1: I love it. We were just kind of getting – we did a biography on Paul last week, and if you didn't listen to that, you should go back to that episode. Now we're going to start talking about these journeys, but the footprint for what we're going to see really comes in Acts one eight. Yes. What what does that say?
0: It says, you will be my witnesses. Jesus tells the the apostles now Mm -hmm. that you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, which are the surrounding areas around Jerusalem, and to the other most parts of the world. Mm. And it perfectly divides the book of Acts. Acts 1 through 8 is in Jerusalem. Okay. Acts 8 through 12 are in Judea and Samaria. Okay. And it deals with the church after it's being forced out of Jerusalem yeah. and it starts sprouting up all around Judea and Samaria. Through the
1: pr- persecution, mm-hmm. it starts starts spreading.
0: The Jews decide that the way, as it was initially called, wasn't really a fifth sect of Judaism. It was a opposed to Judaism. Mm-hmm. And so they clamped down on it and started separating families. Men would go to the men's prison, women would go to a women's prison, and the kids could figure it out in the street by themselves. Mm. That's how dramatic. It says everyone but the apostles left. <laughs> Which that means if you've been there for eight generations and you're a Christian, that means you don't live in Jerusalem anymore. Wow. You have transplant to Judea and Samaria. The Jewish leaders thought that that would quell the issue. Right. All they did is take Christianity with them. <laughs> One of the interesting things about that I usually go into about this time is Judaism had kind of wound down through some false beliefs that if my neighbors was having trouble, then God must be punishing them for something they did. Yeah. So in Judaism, helping your neighbor was almost looked down upon, was almost looked as if that wasn't something a good Jew ought to You're do. You're getting in the way of God's discipline, for yes. Them, right. <laughs> and all of a sudden, after Pentecost, then these former Jews who are now spiritually new are meeting together, are it it goes so far in the early parts of Acts saying that none of them had anything in need. Yeah. They didn't it wasn't socialism. Right. But those who had sold what they had to take care of the needs. They were freely giving whatever was needed. blew Jerusalem up. Hmm. That's where you get 10,000 and 7,000 coming to the Lord on at one time because these people are different. Radical grace. There is not just, oh, I've decided to order this next side of Judaism. It is radical. Hmm. It is fresh. And it also gives you reason why when they came in for passover and pentecost there were millions that have traveled to jerusalem well many of those are now christians and they don't <laughs> want to go back that's jerusalem is a happening place and those people hang around and they get dispersed back out to their original homelands yeah because then in the sanhedrin the jewish ruling council says we can't stomach this anymore
1: yeah and one of those people in leadership that were persecuting christians was
0: paul at the the time yeah he went so far as to give assent apparently by then he had an official capacity yeah and people looked over their shoulder with rocks in their hands and says is this okay yeah and paul said or saul at the time said yeah yeah and he gave approval it was not a, I don't like my neighbor. I'm going to turn them in so that they can be killed by people throwing rocks at them. Yep. And that was a dramatic turn. Oh, right. Chapter 8, verse 1. He then goes on to Damascus and is converted
1: right. on the road. Jesus. On his way to in that official role to persecute
0: and arrest Christians. He was on a horse and he falls off a horse has this vision and everybody around him's going, who he's talking to. <laughs> and it was, it was the risen Christ. And he said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he's looking, Lord, I'm not persecuting you. So yeah, yeah, when you touch those people, it's me. So he made, he, they blinded him, yep. uh, took him into Damascus. The Lord asked somebody to go treat him, treat his eyes. And he said, Lord, do you know who this is? He said, this guy's came here to kill Christians. And I'm going to go in the cell there with him, and I'm not sure I want to do that. He said, no, no, you need to go in there. So <laughs> it was a dramatic conversion. Most people don't realize that it wasn't until the missionary journey, the first missionary journey, where his name gets changed from Saul to Paul. Mm, that's when it happens, huh? Yes. Okay. Yeah, in Cyphers. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, let, let me set that scene. So we moving forward, Paul has his dramatic Conversion, he spends some time with the Lord, he's back in his home, and meanwhile, the church is growing in Jerusalem and now in Antioch, Mm -hmm. and Barnabas, who we
0: meet, who is a Levite. He was one of those guys who sold, one of the first guys that stood up and sold this field and took care of the Christians, and he became a leader in the church in Jerusalem. Right. And leaders there said, something's going on up there in Antioch, Mm -hmm. which is in Syria. And they sent him up there to find out. And he came to the conclusion that these people don't have a very good understanding. They're non-Jews. right? They're the first place that –
1: Had a significant Gentile church.
0: The Gentile church gets set up. And so he is – he says, you know what these people need? They need to understand the Old Testament.
1: Right. They wouldn't have grown up with a clear understanding. That is still the scripture. I mean, yes. there's maybe some some gospel testimonies going around, but they don't have the New Testament. No.
0: And they don't understand that it's the fulfillment right. of Judaism. And so they don't have a background in Judaism. So Barnabas says, and right across the bay is Tarsus, where Paul has been hanging out for some 10 years, goes and gets him and says, one of the best teachers in Jerusalem (laughs) on Judaism and that Jesus is the Christ is right over there. (laughs) So he takes a little boat ride, comes back across to Antioch, and he and Paul, Saul at the time, teach the church. So Barnabas and Saul spend a year there teaching this young Gentile church about the foundation of Christianity, which is that Jesus is the Christ, the one spoken of in Genesis 3.15, and all through the Old Testament. And they're rocking. The church is growing. The people are understanding. Can you imagine being in are... some
1: of those sessions? Oh, gosh. it, it just sort of been so fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. Then the Holy Spirit in Acts 13 says... I want you to set aside Saul and Barnabas for me. I got some journeys I want them to take.
1: Okay. So I want to set something up that I think lives in a lot of people's heads, because mm-hmm. it was mine until you really walked me through this many years ago, is my just walking around knowledge, knowing that there was these missionary journeys, knowing it's the start of the church, is you know, Jesus resurrects, he tells him he's gonna send the Holy Spirit, the church explodes at Pentecost when the Spirit comes, and all these people believe. And then the apostles all got together in a room with a big map. They, re- they recruited Paul and they sat down and had these big strategy sessions like, this is how we're going to attack it. These is what we're going to need. These are the supplies. These are the teachers we're going to send. And these are the cities we're going to go to.
0: No strategic <laughs> planning at all. <laughs> well, the Holy Spirit did the strategic planning, but he never let them not, they let on it. They, they, they never, fact, I don't know that they had the vision outside of Jerusalem.
1: No, I and, and we're calling these the three missionary journeys because of our biographer Luke mm-hmm. is we're going to record these three journeys that Paul took, mm-hmm. but they didn't even come up with the idea for the first one.
0: No, no, it's so they were ha- they were fat, dumb, and happy in Jerusalem <laughs> until the persecution, where the Holy Spirit forced them out of well, all the people, yeah, out of Jerusalem and forced Christianity into. Judea and Samaria and I think I'm
1: just surmising but Saul and Barnabas were fat and happy doing what they were doing in Antioch
0: wholeheartedly I mean it's been only a year Saul is getting to use all of that stuff that he was taught Uh back in the Old Testament and he would be one of the few people that had a full understanding or grasp that Jesus is the Christ the fulfillment of the old testament. Mm-hmm. I always tell people in my class, Christ is not his last name. Yeah. We have a tendency to use it that way, Jesus Christ. Yes. And <laughs> Christ is a, a title. title. And it's Jesus the Christ. I wish the scripture would record it that way because mm-hmm. it would would help us understand that Jesus is special. Yeah. Jesus is talked about in Genesis 3:15. Yep from the very first fall of man, and it's hinted at or discussed all the way through the Old Testament, it coming to its fulfillment in A.D. 2930 in Jerusalem. Then the world turned upside down, the Christ, the anointed, the anointed one. one. You yeah, doing the, that.
1: and that's Christ as Greek, mm-hmm. for the anointed one. It's the same word in the Hebrew for Messiah. Mm-hmm. This is the title. This is the one the world has waited for that's going to be redemption and ultimate restoration. Yes. And what's so cool is early on, Paul does get a lot of information from the Lord because he's not just going to show the fulfillment of his first coming, but right away he's going to start teaching about his next coming. Yes. And starting to help people understand what it looks like when he comes back.
0: And you kind of wonder what he was doing in those 10 to 14 years in Tarsus, Uh and I I bet you – That had a lot to do with it.
1: There's a pattern of God calling somebody like a Mm -hmm. Moses and then giving them a season of preparation. Mm -hmm. Even if it probably didn't feel like preparation, but Moses goes out for 40 years. Mm -hmm. Paul goes off for 10 to 13. A lot of times we have this other vision as he calls a person and boom, they're in deep into leadership and running everything and calling the shots and doing all these things that God called them to do. But he has a pattern of taking somebody through a deep preparation.
0: This is similar in our family. My oldest daughter, Jenna, and studied sign language in college, as became a sign language interpreter, but started the beginnings of a ministry in Campus Crusade for deaf college students, called to that ministry, Yep. married a deaf man who came out of that ministry. And I can tell you that they've had... Many, not false starts, but many what appear to be dead-end journeys Mm. and very difficult times, you still, even though you have this background, say, God, what are you doing? Yeah. I thought you called them. And all he's doing is preparing. (laughs) Preparing them for where he's going to use them dramatically. Yeah. So, yeah, I've seen it firsthand. Yeah.
1: Wow. All right. So the spirit is telling them they're going to go. Mm-hmm. So we have really – this is another thing you've highlighted to me because Paul's the famous one in all this. Mm-hmm. But he, here, it's Barnabas that came with the bigger authority. And it's really out of the gate. It's the Barnabas and Saul show.
0: Yeah, because the Holy Spirit didn't tell him where to go. Right. So Barnabas is from Cyprus. So that's where they go first. I,
1: I know. It's not some big strategic, like, who should we go to? They go to Barnabas's home at town. And then when they're done there, they go to Paul's hometown
0: right. or, or region, well, you know, region. not town, but uh, yeah. like where they go north, where from they're there.
1: from generally. Yes. Yeah, where they're familiar yeah. with.
0: Yes, and it is it's the Barnabas and, and Saul show because it's Barnabas's town until mm-hmm. somebody wants to buy the Holy Spirit from them. Yes, and then Saul stands up and rebukes them, and it's that moment. That his name gets changed to Paul. That's the point where his name is recorded forevermore as Paul, which is his Greek name. Okay. And he (laughs) then takes over the missionary journey. Barnabas takes a second seat, and they finish up there in Cyprus and go to a province, of a Roman province that's called Galatia. Okay. And yes, Paul is from Tarsus, which is just due east of that province, but this is… Right in the heart of dark country. Yeah. Because this is where we get all of our Roman and Greek gods. Yeah. That's who these people worshiped. Mm. And even we'll call Barnabas and Saul Hermes and Zeus. That's right. But they worship the God system that we studied in high school called Mm. the Roman gods. (laughs) And that Roman gods that took over from the Greek gods Mm -hmm. who were there first. So it is... They're going into a dark place that Judaism is there. Yeah. There are temples, but it is not at all dominant.
1: Yeah. And and that was the strategy is when they would show up to a place, they would start by going to the synagogue, the the Jewish audience to say, hey, this guy we've been waiting on, this Messiah.
0: All that stuff that (laughs) Saul had learned and brought to Antioch, he would take on the road to defend yeah. in a Jewish synagogue that Jesus fulfills all those things that you've been talked about, yeah. taught about all those years. That's right. And some of them believed, but the majority did not. They got ran Ty- out of town a couple typically of times. Typically <laughs> gets run out of town on a rail, yeah. uh, threatened with his life. So they leave Antioch, then to go to what's three little hamlets called Iconium, Lystra, and Derby. They're within walking distance of each other. Those are the churches of Galatia. Okay. Some people put a Antioch in there, but the Iconium, Leicester, and Derby are the three little towns that were all within walking distance of each other where they have their first real mass conversions. Okay. So much so that the people from the Jewish synagogues follow them to those cities yeah. and start giving them problems. Then. Some of the Greeks feel like they want to start worshiping them as Greek gods yeah. come to life. And Paul says the absolute wrong thing. We're men just like you are. Mm-hmm. Don't worship us. Worship God. And it made those Greek people very angry, and they stoned him. Mm-hmm. It says that he was left For dead under a pile of rocks. Right. Whether he died and came back or whether he was on his last leg, who knows. Right. But he walked out of that pile of rocks, which absolutely freaked people out, (laughs) and went back in the town and then set up elders in those towns. Little did they know that a young man named Timothy (laughs) was a teenager when all of that was happening. And he was raised by a Jewish mother and a grandmother and a Gentile father. So they go back to their steps to Antioch, and the first missionary journey is over. Right. They go to Jerusalem, report, and go straight back to Antioch.
1: Well, and they come back down to Jerusalem because these Judaizers were following after them mm-hmm. and confusing people, sharing a false gospel, which comprised of a works gospel, saying, yeah, Jesus – is the messiah but you have to still live under the old covenant
0: yes you must become a jew before you become a, a full christian right and and i always tell people they had a point you're worshiping a god that we've known for 2000 for 1500 years yeah and if you really want to get to know this god get to know judaism yeah because he has revealed himself through the jewish system and these people were buying it that's where you get the first letter it it's a debate on when that first letter was written, Galatians, whether it was written before or after what's called the the fight in Jerusalem.
1: Yeah, we're gonna get to that. Yeah,
0: but if it is, if it was written before, then it is in preparation. I think it was written after, just too. after it. I do too. And making sure that those people in those three little churches. Understood that those Judaizers were not right. Yeah. That Christianity is built on top of or fulfillment of Judaism, but you don't have to become a Jew before you become a Christian. There is a new covenant. Yes. A
1: new testament. Yes. All right. So we'll probably out of time for this week but just want to set that scene so they finished that little first missionary journey they're going to come back to the Antioch and now now they're back in Jerusalem mm-hmm. and let's pick up next week in Dax 15 with the first church council and what which I there.
0: I refer to as a knockdown dragout hair pulling and fight
1: <laughs> can't wait all right we'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for joining Fellowship Around
1: the Table. If you'd like to learn more, go to fbctulsa.org. And we're okay. That wasn't in this room, whatever that was. There was a pattern of. It sounded like some.
0: We're on the second floor. We wonder if the first floor gave away. Yeah,
1: yeah. Not. Was that an earthquake?